yeah, there's, these are the you know the perks of 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 being in the hometown. And then in the last week, yeah. trying to uh, meet with everyone uh, I can and still work as much as I can. So yeah. it's like you play hard and you work hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday I was recording the video of the... New, we are recording a new fr free video series for Nosby. Okay. How to get started with tasks and, and projects um, yeah. uh, for new Nosby users. And uh, so yesterday we were recording with Martin, with our video guy. We didn't manage to record everything, but it's like, you know, I was writing, then came Martin, then we were recording, then we finished recording. Like in like in five minutes after we finished recording, uh, we we went with my wife uh, with my wife to 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 to, to see to see friends, and then yeah. we came at night. So it's like you really you work hard and you play hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the summer is ending. We should take yeah. advantage of that. And now exactly, there's like a bazillion things happening each week. Last Sunday, I took a little bike ride. It was like oh, yeah. 120 kilometers. On Monday, I woke up at 8.30 and at 8.45, I realized that I have a dentist appointment at 9 o'clock. So I scrambled, took my bike and just barely drove there. My legs were hurting and in the end, my legs were hurting. Uh, my ass was hurting because my saddle is really hard on my bicycle and it, it's just not good for 100 20 kilometers bike ride and my teeth were hurting oh, what a day you got the whole experience from all you know the the, the whole enchilada from from up the, <laughs> to <Yeah>. the bottom <laughs> sports is good <laughs> sports is healthy so they say so they say so um i have a feedback based on, i mean based on so listening listening to our last episode we really praised um Elon Musk yeah and we really admire the guy um and he's you know he's really you know running to amazing companies and, and being on the board on third, crazy guy. But uh, I got uh, feedback from pe from people who uh, who read the book Elon Musk. There is a book Elon yeah. Musk. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, me. Either. But what they say, um, um, actually, Michael Hyatt, my my very good friend and mentor, he he actually tweeted that. Well, this book is a good example of a person who sacrifices life over projects. True. I think, personally, I think. I really admire what Elon Musk is doing. I really admire what you know his approach, his way of seeing the future, and his way of co-creating the future. Uh huh. I don't admire his lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I would say so the there same is, thing. There's there's a distinction there. Yeah, uh, the stuff he does is is something to be admired, and he he definitely is an inspiration. Uh, but I, I don't think he's a great role model. Uh, you know, unless you're already like him, and you are. A workaholic like him and like you're perfectly okay with it then then i don't think you should unnecessarily um you know take your lessons in life from elon musk it's hard to say for me because you know as we as we discussed in the last episode what we are doing is is so uh, insignificant <laughs> compared to what he's sure. doing but um you know but we you know we do we still influence you know hundreds of thousands of, of people around the, around the world with our software. But the thing is that um, I, well, maybe to be, maybe to be on the cutting edge of technology and, and, you know, I don't know, you have to be like this. I don't know. I, it's hard to, for me to say, uh, but, but honestly, I can say that you don't have to be a workaholic to be successful. No. That's what I, what I want to say. We probably need people like Elon Musk in the world, but we don't yeah. need to be like Elon Musk ourselves exactly 
exactly. And and uh, you know, we, we would like to really say that, <laughs> yeah, that you you don't uh, that, that people should always look at. I mean, I I, I like reading biographies. Uh-huh. And, and and I've been. I think I read all the Steve Jobs biographies that that exist. <laughs> so. um, uh, but and that's the thing. You should take the good stuff from people and try to really improve upon things uh-huh. where, where where they haven't, you know, uh, been good at. So um, you know me. I I try to be challenging to 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 you and to other people in our team. I try to be, you know. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, try to be challenging and demanding, but on the other hand, I, I I'm not screaming like <laughs> Steve Jobs. I'm not firing people like Steve Jobs in the in the elevators. We don't have elevators because we don't have enough an office. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is that you can take the good stuff and 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 try to apply it and try to really imp- improve upon the, the bad stuff that they that, that they've achieved. Well, again, I don't know. Maybe to run Tesla and SpaceX and whatnot, you have to be like Elon Musk, workaholic. I think you can. You have to because it's it's really it's really demanding what you're doing there. But again, to be successful, as such, and it depends on what you define as success. Yeah. I think we are successful, and uh, I think we have a, I would say, fantastic work-life balance. Although we are successful, so I think you know this can be uh, done. And um, and I think you know Michael Hatt, for example, mentioned here. He 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 stands by it a lot, and he 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 really you know in his blog posts and in his courses and whatever he's doing, he always tries to say that he also had his dark days of of being a workaholic uh, in his career, and now he compares that this to 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 now when he's also very successful, but he 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 does stuff consciously. He says that you can have you can have both, and that's important. Uh-huh. I think it it nicely relates to our conversations on remote work. Like mm-hmm. for many managers, uh, oh, yeah, used right. to management by looking over people's shoulders, they're like, you know, remote work. Like, how how do I know that that people are working when I don't see them? Right. And 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 the general fear for people who don't do remote work is that people will slack off. And they won't do the work, but it's kind of funny because in 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 my experience, overworking has seemed to be more of a threat to me. Like it's w- yeah. w- when you when you don't have this thing where you come to the office and at a certain time, as long as you have a, a certain uh, healthy culture, people go to you know go home. Um, right. it, it's easy to be like, yeah, I, I did some stuff today, but I still have. A bunch of more stuff to do. Maybe I'll work a little longer, right? And I mm-hmm. I do that pretty often, but I have to check myself to like, okay, uh, I worked a little longer this day, but you know, I'm I'm not going to work my normal hours the next day because I don't mm-hmm. want to overwork myself, right? So um, yeah, uh, and and also I like that you mentioned you know uh, being successful mm-hmm. because it's I think what a lot of people don't do and what's pretty important is that you have to define being successful on your own terms like you you can't compare yourself to someone else or you know uh, to, to people who are not like you and are in a very different situation and etc and take their definition of success for yours right Su- success means whatever you make it mean right it, you don't you don't have to um, 
work a hundred hours a week and create a billion dollar company and be a bazillionaire to consider yourself successful. This is all in your mind. And, yeah. and you know, uh, this is, this is like a state of mind, whether you feel successful or not. So, uh, you should adjust to that and act accordingly. Yeah, totally. Uh, the, the thing is that, uh, when you, um, compare yourself to other people, very often you tend to fall in this. Like, for example, I, you know, unwillingly, when I look at, I don't know, competitors or other apps or other, you know, other companies, other startups being founded and being, you know, uh, and uh, being talked about in the press, you you start to compare yourself. Oh, you know, they have this growth rate. We don't have this growth rate or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's okay. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, you know, I should focus. Uh, so I am my biggest competitor because if I if I don't do a good job, uh, I will fail. So I should be focusing on doing my job on 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 having my impact in the world, and uh, do it at a pace which is as sustainable, healthy, and and good. And and of course, things can be corrected. Like you know, we we did um, a few corrections there um, with our focus on marketing right now, on 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 bringing more impact, on creating um, additional you know. Uh, materials, uh, additional stuff for people, and 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 trying to learn new techniques and and you know Facebook ads and all these things, um, because we want to make more impact in the world. But we shouldn't, comp we, we mustn't compare ourselves to others. We should compare ourselves to the past and see if yeah. we can if we can be better, if we can improve ourselves, if we can improve our product, if we can improve our team. And and focus on ourselves and focus on making sure that you know in our uh, in our world we're doing good things and we are healthy, sustainable, and successful on our own terms, as you said. Yeah, I think what helps, um, and we talked about it in episode ten, is that uh, with Nosby we are in this sort of space that's very very far from a zero sum game because most people. Exactly don't you know um our biggest problem is non-consumption again of of mm -hmm. of tools like that so that's a very good reason not to compare ourselves to competitors because it, it just doesn't matter that much like we can we can sort of um grab our piece of of the pie and and and, and expand the whole pie and and like we can just focus on ourselves and our customers and our problems and and uh what everyone else is doing just in a very real way, just doesn't really affect us. Yeah, and I, somebody wrote somewhere or said somewhere, you know, just you know, one customer at a time, one user at a time. You know, yeah. just the good thing is, is I always keep repeating this to our to our new hires, is that we are selling something we believe in, we are selling some selling something we love using, and we are selling something that improves people's lives. Yeah, I mean, we're not selling, you know, we're not. Telling you, you know, buy this or whatever, and buy this. You know, we don't promise uh, heads in the cloud. We don't promise, you know, things like that. We give you something that will help you get things done, and you know, it's something positive for the world. So really, it, it's a good business to be in. You know, yeah. so you, you're building something that helps people. You know, and and I always give this example. Just think about it. Every day, thousands upon thousands of people are launching Nosby first yeah. and are planning their life and their day, and, and whatever. So, uh, just think about it. The responsibility is amazing for us. So Yeah, but another thing that, that I think helps and not everyone has is that we are the biggest users of our own product, right? Yep. Because, um, I, again, one more reason why I wouldn't want to be in like consulting business. Uh, because like you're, you're making something for someone else, 
in a space that you don't really know, that you don't really yep. care about, solving a problem you don't have. Like, mm -hmm. um, it's like it's hard to make a great product. It's easy to overlook things because you don't care. Uh, it, it's hard to get excited about it and, and like stay in it for years and not burn out, right? And, and, and here, like, uh, you know, every, every morning I download the newest nightly build and see the improvements. And if, if something annoys me, then I will tell the right person or fix it myself, depending on what it is. And exactly. I, <laughs> and it's like the, uh, all of the progress affects me and my work in a very real way. So that's cool. Yep. Yeah, um, okay, uh, I have some feedback as for the last episode from uh -huh. from Rafał, friend of the show <laughs> and a co-worker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what Rafał says is that, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool, cars are, are, are fun, but um, that's, that's not really a revolution and it won't be a revolution until, you know, as long as people actually own cars right right and and uh we briefly touched um this but we didn't really expand so so i thought we probably should so this is this is a rather um controversial notion for many people because people love cars uh, yep. people love owning cars and it's it's something that that's hard to imagine that it would be any other way but just think about it like do you really need to own this very expensive, um, or rather, does everyone really need to own this very expensive uh, piece of machinery and store it somewhere and maintain it and fuel it or even connect it to, uh, to, to, to their wall? And like, it makes no sense when you think about it from, from, from the perspective of, of efficiency and in terms of how much cars actually cost to 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 have them actually be used for for like you know two percent of the time and the rest they're just sitting idle they're doing nothing they're waiting for you to go inside like this is this is nonsense right and the reason why it is that way is because things like public transportation have have certain limitations right like mm -hmm. it's it's um they constrain you in a way because you have to like go in a certain spot, be there at a certain time. And, you know, that, that's not really great for everyone. And also, um, that also depends on where you live because um, uh, I didn't have much problem with it here in Europe. But when I've been in San Francisco and in Los Angeles, the public transportation there seems pretty terrible. Uh, but with the technology we have now, you can imagine that this could change in a in a real way in in the next you know not too many years so for example uber is a very interesting um concept i mean it, it's yeah. not even that new it's essentially a taxi right but but what makes it different is that you can you can um hail it so easily with your phone and like you you can you can see uh where it's going to pick you up and etc and you can imagine that for a lot of people, maybe not for everyone, that depends like where you live in the city and where you go to work and etc. But you can easily imagine that for a lot of people, if you could a bit more easily, even more easily than now, um, 
get an Uber to to take you wherever you want, that wouldn't be too bad. So yeah, there is there is concept, for example, of I think Uber is also thinking about you know that you pay a monthly fee exactly, and you can have like unlimited car. So whenever you need a car, you just take the car and 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 use it. Exactly, exactly. So, so you can imagine, you know, paying if you know. Again, depends on where you live, but say in the U.S., a few hundred dollars a month or something, and you can have Uber, you know, um, all you can eat, right? Yep. And then you don't need to buy a car. You don't need to own it. You don't need to maintain it. You don't need to put fuel inside. Like it's it's um, have a parking spot. Exactly. You just use it wherever you need and it might not be perfect because you have to wait a few minutes for it to take you but when you have this like mental calculation of okay you know that's that might not be perfect but do i really need to have this super expensive thing and take care of it when i can pay you know two or three hundred dollars a month and 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 that's it Right, so so right now, it's not there, and it's probably going to take some more time as more people use Uber, um, yeah. as as users and and then as drivers, so so that like you you, you can have like a, a tighter mesh of of, of Uber drivers, mm-hmm. uh, but in a few years that could actually work, right? Yeah, yeah, especially. Especially when you think about it, I mean, what we mentioned uh, in the last episode is uh, when you have um, you have mainly one person in one car. Yeah. When they when they commute, so it's it's really inefficient. And then the second thing, the cars are standing idle as you as you mentioned for so long, so they are used for such a small percentage of the time that it's really it doesn't make any sense. And you are losing hundreds of dollars anyway on a car. Yeah. If you buy a car when you you lose the value and and you have to pay all these all these um um for all these services, you know, and, and maintenance. So in the end you are losing hundreds of dollars. So instead of losing hundreds of dollars uh, for, ha- for 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 the same hundreds of dollars, you could have unlimited Uber. Uh, have always uh, have have always and an, an the newest car pick you up. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 maybe you know even with that rent like rent an uber for a weekend with family or something you know so yeah. when you really need a car you just rent it from there and, and you just use it and then you you give it back and it's and it's fine so uh, or or they pick it up from you so yeah. so it's it, i think i think this as you said this can solve more problems actually than just you know having a different type of car yeah people just don't think about it because people are just so used to this status quo that this is the way it is like everyone owns a car and everyone drives a car and that's that but it it it's only a result of um the technology and society and cetera at the time and that's how it kind of evolved but it doesn't have to be this way right well talking about inefficiencies like this um again we can uh, uh segue to our remote work um <laughs> uh, you know the offices are very inefficient because the offices are, you know, they are, they, I, I think they're, you know, they're being unused 60 yeah. to 80% of the time. 
And this is totally inefficient, you know? <laughs> you build these offices for people to work, and of course they work only in the certain hours. And then the rest of the day, there's nobody there. Uh, electricity is still being used because you have to maintain it. The air conditioning has to be running, maybe, you know, less or whatever. Uh, then uh, lights have to still be on, but not, you know, 100%. But in the end, it's <laughs> offices are also very inefficient. Yeah. And uh, also not being used, utilized. And I think... Mm, Companies like Uber, Airbnb, these companies uh, try to, you know, focus on 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 utilizing what we have more. Yeah, uh, it's um, it's the same thing like with with Airbnb, which is which does the same thing. Like you have, well, okay, uh, like in, in in practice, probably at that uh, at this point, most of Airbnb are just people like doing this as a business, like only yep. having and renting out house all the time but the way it started out and the way that's to some extent this is still used is like you have a house that that's not like currently in used in use so maybe you only have like uh, a room or something to rent or maybe like you're going on a vacation or something why not rent it out like it's going to be used by someone else and you'll make money right yeah but uh, but still it's, it's it's being used like that like people go for on vacation and then when when they're on vacation they're renting out their apartment so uh, i was surprised uh, we did a, a an airbnb vacation um uh, last last year and and a few years back and both of these cases in london and both of the ca- these cases there were people on vacation at that time really? We were really in their houses in cool. their houses, they're, you know, I was, I felt like a stalker because I'm really yeah. in somebody's house. You know, so they're like that they're sounds creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy. Yeah, if you think about it, because they're like there are all these clothes and everything there, and they're <laughs> like, well, am I, you know, uh, trespassing right now? <laughs> you know. But on the other hand, I was uh, in somebody's place, and 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 it was, I felt homey. You know, I felt I was. I was like, uh, I felt like I was a British guy in London, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't feel like I was going out from the hotel. I was going out from an, from an apartment, and um, I felt more um, in touch with the with the with the city in in a sense, and it was good. One more thought about um, the idea of of not owning a car is it would be interesting to see how how things evolve on the autonomous cars um, path. Like you have all yeah. those, you know, things like like Google working on on self-driving cars, and it's going quite well. And it's not entirely clear like where actually we are uh, with this technology, because it seems like right now it very heavily relies on precise data, like uh, mapping data, for all the places you drive, um, but. Maybe, just maybe, in, I don't know, five years or something, it will be possible, like, inside the city, you know, or maybe inside big cities, say, you know, San Francisco, London, Warsaw, whatever, you know, have this this fleet of self-driving cars that could, you know, be like Uber, you know, probably be Uber, just without the, the, the human flesh nonsense. And, you know, it could pick you up and drive you wherever you want there to be. And, you know, that will be very interesting because, like, you can imagine with the technology progressing enough and and probably with these cars getting um, electric and with, you know, also battery prices going down, um, these could be very, very efficient um, 
things, those, those, those little autonomous Uber cars, right? And again, like uh, one more step towards um, carless future or other, you know, a future where people don't own cars, just use them when they need to. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. I mean, also this technology can be used just for the simple idea of heading the car and then bringing the car back home. Just like, you know, with the, in this 80s movie, Knight Rider, when he was ah. talking to the car and the car was, you know. So you could use this technology in the sense that, you know, then an empty car arrives at your doorstep. You use the car if you want. You can drive it or you can just yeah. leave it to the machine. And then you, you come back home and you go, go, go home and the car drives itself to the garage or to the next place or to your next customer. Yeah, that, that, that actually wouldn't be too bad. Right, I mean this, 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 and this makes sense. And and uh, apparently, you know, the tests they've been doing, they are pretty good. Uh, the autonomous cars, and so so in a, in a few years, this could be this could be an idea. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I mentioned feedback from Rafael, and 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 he said, I'm going to quote his tweet. I mean, true revolution would be if people didn't own cars. That's huge. Only Apple could do this. Um, smiley face. Well, uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. Like, this isn't Apple's game. Uh, they make awesome products for people to want to yep. buy and own. Like, that doesn't sound like Apple at all. But Uber, this is something that Uber really wants. Like, uh, Uber might be this, this fleet of essentially taxi cars right now, but like, they're a transportation company. They don't care about the human flesh drivers. At a point where they'll be able to 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 buy and get like autonomous electric cars, they're gonna buy all of them <laughs> and put them on the streets. Like this is yep. something that, that 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 Uber wants to do. Yeah, because 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 uh, again, Apple, as far as we know, Apple is focused on selling you the products. Yeah, and companies like Uber are are, are focused on selling you the services. So this is the totally different mindset. That's why, yes, uh, I think I think it's more more to Uber than to Apple actually to solve this problem. Yeah, which makes it even more interesting because, like, you look at Tesla and you look at Apple's um, rumored attempts to make a car, and that's 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 really cool and all. But uh, on a slightly longer time scale, a much more interesting thing would be again non-consumption or. Uh, or, or at least, you know, not actually own it, owning it yourself, just using it as a as a service that's that's always available if you need it. So I just did a calculation the other day because uh, we um, we come to our home uh, hometown um, two or three times a year, yeah, usually for a few weeks. And right now we are here, as we discussed in the beginning of the show. And uh, r- r- this time we are using my my parents' car, but actually my parent my parents they want to change the car. And we thought that next time we should actually uh, rent a car just to make sure that we have our own car here when we are here. And then my wife uh, proposed, maybe we should buy a car to have a car here, you know, whenever we need it. We need it. And then I did some calculation and I said, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, not going to happen because, uh, you know, we come here two, maybe act, maybe maximum three times a year. So most of the, car, of the time the car would be standing still, you know, collecting dust and losing its value. So we would be really spending spending hundreds of dollars a, day, a year a month uh, on this car without knowing and thinking too much about it. So in in 5 6 years the car will be, you know, very poorly utilized and will 
still lose lots of value and we'll be pretty old anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll just get older. And with renting, renting a car, every time we, we come here, we, yes, we spend more money, you know, on, in this accident, uh, incident of renting the car. <laughs> but the, the thing is that we always rent the newest car. We have, uh, uh, we have the car when we need it. The car is perf in perfect condition because it's, it's, it's in, you know, done by the renting company. So we really have a good car every time. And when, we, when I, you know, even if, if we come here three times a year for a whole month each time, we would still be um, uh, better off renting the car than actually owning it. Yeah, obviously. I'm 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 surprised like it wasn't even a consideration like to 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 buy a car that be only used like um, no I mean quarter this of the is what you, yeah but this is what you what you what you said this is the the, the mindset I mean oh, yeah. the mindset yeah. is you know we come here we should maybe own a car because owning a car is the thing to do and and then I said no <laughs> you know we shouldn't be like that because we should think about you know the practical aspects of this and practical aspects I said this this it's just useless to own a car it's actually I actually did a more thorough calcula calculation that actually we could be renting a very good car yeah. and pretty expensive car each time and we will still be better off uh, in a monetary terms than owning a car and just seeing lo it, it, it loses value like <laughs> yeah. every month. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, my brother, he is also a bike nut, as he called me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like he, he's really into just transportation. He knows... Um, quite a bit about uh, like designing um, transportation in the city, um, really fascinating stuff. Uh, and he owns this car. It's, it's a you know, pretty, pretty old car and whatnot, but it, it surprises me because he almost never uses it. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he, he, he rides his bike to work every day and his car is just standing still. And you know, there are situations where he needs it, like, I don't know, uh, go to the supermarket or something, buy some more groceries, things like that, or, or go somewhere outside the city. But I'm still, like, considering it's unused, like, 99% of the time, I'm really surprised that even he is in this mindset that, um, well, I just got out of the car, right? Because he lives next door. He could borrow a car from my father, who also doesn't use it all the time, or from my sister's husband, who also, who also lives nearby. And like, when he needs a car like every, every few years, like that wouldn't be big of a deal, right? And, and when, when uh, he wants to go somewhere outside, outside the city, it would make more sense to, to rent a car, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, that's, that's the mindset. That's the status quo. Like, you get out of the car. But do you really? Yeah, and if you think about it, you know, especially for people like him who who's into transportation yeah. and all these things, he still thinks owning yeah. a car is a good idea. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is again finding the mindset. This was actually um, so I, I mentioned the video series I'm recording right now for 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 not be users. It's also I'm trying to record it in a way also to change people's mindset. Because yeah. people's people, as, as we said, we are fighting non-consumption, so people not using digital software systems to get organized. So the idea is to really do it slowly and really um, get them into using it and not to scare them off and really get them to change the habits. 
you know, yeah. not putting stuff in the calendar, you know, to the list in the calendar and all these things. It's uh, and it's uh, you know when I when I talk about it and when I when I when I showed the script to a few people who I know are not using in these kind of systems, they were surprised. Yeah, hmm, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be doing this like this. Maybe what I'm doing is really inefficient. Yeah, maybe storing everything in my head is not the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, the changing changing the mindset of people is the the, the, the biggest challenge, and Uber has to face this challenge, uh -huh. and uh, you know many companies have to face this challenge, and it's a good exciting challenge actually. Actually, I think yeah, and Uber is um, really successful at it, and uh, you know we're we're not as fast, but we're getting there too. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, if you think the the Airbnb is also very successful in this, you know, people very sure. quickly embraced Airbnb and uh, embraced um, the idea of of renting out their homes, and uh, you know, before you would think, you know, you don't let you know a stranger into your home, but people do that. Do we want to um, talk about SpaceX for a few minutes? All right. Yeah. There. So there is this, you know, space corner now. Yeah, uh, space exploration corner. All right. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Actually, tell me, Michael, how much do you know about SpaceX? So what I know is that uh, Elon Musk created SpaceX because NASA is giving up on space, because NASA doesn't have to fight Russians anymore. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, and uh, he decided that space um, exploration and space travel has to be privatized. So he uh, he has uh, a few rockets, I guess, and he's trying to make the rockets uh, uh, again, uh, reusable. So yeah. not that when a rocket goes up, it just you know has to fall down and then and then that's it. It won't, won't be used again. Yeah. They actually what they actually try to do is 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 land the rocket back and then use it another time. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So uh, kind of uh, the story is that he figured that um, one of the most important things um, long term for humanity to do is to become a multi-planetary species because uh, just looking at the history every now and then you know something hits the earth or something else happens that uh, that is an existential catastrophe and like if um, you know again this is really long-term thinking uh, but yes. if, if we want to uh, survive um, then we probably want to figure out how to spread on other things in the vastness of space and obviously you know uh, not to get too science fiction mars is a pretty good place because it's 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 not that far right it's it it's 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 the most um realistic place to try to go to you know and and he had this idea many years ago that um you know he saw that NASA seemingly gave up on Mars, like um, their their budgets were cut and like there weren't, uh, you know, he, he thought that people just lost all of the enthusiasm for the idea. And he had an idea to send a, a rocket on Mars with a little kind of dome with a plant inside, right? And like send it, land on Mars, have it grow a little bit, and take a picture, right? And like uh, use it just to get people excited again. And he figured, you know, he 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 just sold PayPal, and he he had like two hundred million dollars on his bank account. So he figured, like, yeah, 
whatever you know i'm, I'm just gonna do it because it's you know it's fun uh and and he thought that uh if there is a will there will be a way right but what he, what what he found is that there was no way for him to do that in the in the in the budget that he had like he actually flew to russia and wanted to buy some some refurbished icbms you know intercontinental um ballistic missiles um to use as the rocket <laughs> but it was still too expensive so he figured you know what the hell i'm gonna start a space company and uh yeah uh the interesting thing is that um there are actually some some similarities between the situation tesla is in and spacex because tesla is kind of trying to fight these these big huge uh, companies who has been in that for a long time and and are just you know uh, uh, the protectors of status quo but actually you know uh, the space industry might be a much kind of smaller niche thing but there is this 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 thing called this company uh, called United Launch Alliance which is like uh, the conglomerate of of Boeing and Lockheed Martin and they they are the status quo and they they charge um exorbitant prices for everything because they got away with it because there was no one else to show that it can be done more cheaply and so um and then this this new guy from internet Elon Musk came in and uh built this uh rocket that's like uh four times uh, cheaper or something and like currently pretty much the most the cheapest most kind of efficient way to get things into the lower orbit and that's without the reusability stuff mm -hmm. but uh yeah and they're pretty close seemingly to achieve that like uh they had these two landing attempts on a barge in the middle of ocean well not not in the middle of uh, but you know on a barge on the ocean yeah. and uh it had a um, what do you call it a hard landing meaning it exploded uh but they were pretty pretty close they're pretty close and the third time they had a very good chance of actually landing uh but the rocket had um a rapid unscheduled disassembling meaning it exploded so um <laughs> yeah but they were pretty close they're pretty close and Probably there's a good chance they'll achieve it this year. Um, it's not clear if it will be in a good enough shape to actually be flown again. But yeah, they're on the verge of, of pretty much making a, an order of magnitude um, difference in like what it takes in terms of cost to actually get things into space. And they're working on this slightly bigger thing. Um, uh, it's it's called BFR or Big Falcon Rocket. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, there's another um, uh, the, the F might stand for something else. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because it, it it would be the the most powerful rocket um, in history, and it would be enough to take um, you know like a hundred people uh, and and cargo and actually fly it to Mars. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, that might take uh, a decade or two. Uh, but yeah, exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. 
And uh, if you don't want to wait that long, uh, there is the movie called Martian, which is coming very soon to the movie to the cinemas, and uh, you might be able to see how it is uh, to live on Mars uh, with Matt Damon. Uh, I'm looking forward actually to this movie. Yeah. So <laughs> this reminded me of this plant on Mars. Reminded me of 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 this movie because the guy is on Mars and fights for survival. Stop! There. Stop! 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 No spoilers! No spoilers, man! What are you doing? But you can see the trailers. I haven't seen the movie. Trailers are spoilers. Stop. Yeah, but they're good ones. I love trailers. I love watching trailers. This is my water cooler, IMDb <laughs> app, and watching trailers. This is what I do. <laughs> So yeah, uh, basically, uh, Elon Musk wants to take gasoline out of cars and put it into rockets. Yeah, and then blow it up. <laughs> uh, hopefully not. <laughs> on Mars. <laughs> yeah, and, and take a picture. Exactly. <laughs> put it on Twitter. A selfie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think on that bombshell, <laughs> we're going to end this episode. 